0: Welcome to the podcast station, where we share exciting stories, interesting facts, lots of laughter, and lots of hope as we talk about caring for our human bodies in the 21st century. We have one ultimate goal, and that is to help you develop a newfound perspective and sense of appreciation for the incredible human body that you're living in. If you would like to join us for more educational courses or professional certifications, see us online at www.holistichealtheducators.com great to have you with us.
1: Hello, thank you for joining me today. It is the beginning of a new year, 2020. So this, of course, entire episode is going to be devoted to goal setting and vision board and an even bigger behavior change. And I know with me today is Amy. Amy studies public health and is crazy, crazy. At stats, like you should see the reports she writes. They're so much fun. And you're with me today because who better to have at goal setting than you? You love setting goals, and you know all the stats behind it.
0: Not all of them, but I do find behavior change a super fascinating topic um, because a lot of studies are done on what happens under a microscope. You know, in the medical field, it's like what you know what's going on under this microscope that's causing this cancer cell to change, and we spend billions of dollars studying things that happen under a microscope when I think we should be spending billions of dollars studying how to get people to change their behaviors. We can know everything there is to know about how to prevent cancer, reverse diabetes, and prevent heart disease. But if we all go home and continue eating hamburgers, pizza, and fast food, nothing's actually going to change in our society. So that's why I think it's such a fascinating topic. I love it.
1: So what do you love about goals?
0: Goals in general? Well, first of all, they're very hope- they're very hopeful. In fact, there's some studies that have been done that have shown that it's actually when you're setting goals, you actually your body releases the the same not the same amount of endorphins, but the same type of endorphins that you'll have when you actually accomplish it. So they actually caution against spending too much time in the goal setting process or else you'll get all of your endorphins just from thinking it and imagining <laughs> it instead of it actually happening. That's awesome. So I think that's really interesting um, and just shows how powerful visualization is yeah. for humans. Like our bodies literally secrete the same chemicals we'd feel if we accomplished it when we're setting our goals. So that's why they're like, don't spend too much time setting goals or else you'll never actually get off the couch and do it. Um But in general, I I mean, I've thought a lot about, and this sounds really funny, but even, like, why does the sun set at night and rise in the morning? Um, We have these distinctive cutoffs of, like, day-to-day, month-to-month, week-to-week, year-to-year. And uh, I'm really grateful that the sun sets at night so that when we wake up, we have a fresh start. And I'm thankful that there's a Sunday night so the week can start on Monday or a Saturday night so the week can start on Sunday, however you want to frame it. And same thing with years, so... I'm really happy you invited me to come on the show today so we can talk more about this.
1: Oh, well, last week we talked um, here on the same radio show about the TNC program, the Holistic Healthcare Guide, pro- you know, the, all the different things that we have that we offer. And I think part of a lot of people's goals is to be healthier. They have a goal mm-hmm. to feel better, to lose some extra weight, to 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 you know, to get off of certain medications, to learn more about minerals and learn more about enzymes and learn some of these things that they're hearing, you know, the like, gut microbiome. And I think how do we accomplish those goals. So we get up, we want to wake up, we want to look better in the mirror, we want to have more energy, we want to, you know, get new clothing sizes. We have these goals, but accomplishing, accomplishing them isn't always very easy. Now, this probably isn't the best You know, show for me to be hosting because I love setting goals. Like, I'm a fanatical goal setter, right? I've set goals my entire life. I've had lists. There's always a list. My kids are always told if you want something done, put it on my desk. It'll get done. Anything that goes on my desk is going to get done. And so I have these huge, big goals all the time. And a lot of them I accomplish. And so, I don't always relate to people who are like, oh, I set these goals and then by March, you know, I sold my blender. Oh, by March, I'm getting rid of my sauna. I'm like, March, it's only three months away. No, I'm not yeah. Go.
0: So, well, let me, okay, just from knowing you, I just want to point a few things out. So from a psychological standpoint, knowledge will influence our beliefs and our beliefs influence our behavior. So for you, I feel like when you have a vision or a goal, You believe it. You have a large amount of buy-in. You believe it's possible. You can imagine it. Um, I love the quote that says, everything that exists now has existed twice, once in your mind and then once in reality, Mm -hmm. because you'll see something and you'll have a distinct vision and you believe it and then it just naturally informs your behavior and you naturally just start acting in a way to fulfill that vision you have. Um, One thing that's really hard is when we don't have knowledge to influence our beliefs or we believe some or we have a goal or a vision, but we don't believe it's possible, either of those things will disrupt
1: our ability to act on it and our behavior so this entire presentation should be on belief systems then. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean believe, actually believing and seeing yourself being 20 pounds lighter or seeing yourself not taking eight medications every day mm-hmm. or seeing yourself being a happier more positive mother or like seeing yeah. so really just vision. So that would be your
0: forte 100% is talking about beliefs. For me, I needed the knowledge in order to have the motivation to change my behaviors because I had Mm -hmm. tried losing weight so many times. I thought I had tried and failed like 80 different things before I finally started reaching my fitness goals. For me, it was the little pieces of knowledge. You know, what happens in my bloodstream when I eat a raspberry as opposed to a piece of candy? And what happens to my cells when I eat a salad instead of a burger? And, you know, sugar, For just for example, one thing that really motivated me to eat less sugar was learning that we only have about slightly over a gallon worth of blood in our body and we only need Studio audience, how many teaspoons of sugar do you think we need in our bloodstream to have a healthy blood sugar level? I know, I know, I know,
1: I know, I know, I know.
0: How much? One teaspoon. One teaspoon. Your (laughs) huge human body, whether it's 140 pounds or 200 pounds, you need close to one teaspoon of sugar in your bloodstream to have a healthy blood sugar level. And that, just learning that really motivated me to consume less sugar because I realized my body doesn't need it. I don't need sugar to have energy. I only need a teaspoon of sugar in my bloodstream at a time. So for me, Mm -hmm. education played a huge role in my beliefs and in my behavior. So back to our belief system and how to influence that. Can I ask you, what were some turning points in your life where you realized how
1: powerful your mindset and your belief system was? For me personally? Oh, gracious. Well, I think I I started realizing it when I was in high school because I just was determined to become, you know— the, the marshal of the entire, you know, um, color guard. And, you know, I just had determination and I started seeing that I could accomplish these things. And then when I became a mom, um, and when I, especially when I, I left my first relationship, it it was a very hard relationship. And so when I, when I left that relationship, I had to have a lot of belief in my vision because I had Mm -hmm. to have vision. Otherwise, what do you do with five kids? Mm -hmm. And that just has been amazing. It's been an amazing journey to have vision, but like, I've had big visions. I've walked into buildings and I've been like, I want this building for my business. And I've walked through the business building looking at walls coming down and this being over here and a little restaurant area over here. And then the whole thing, you know, happened. But I think I did believe it so much. I really believed in my calling to help people understand how the human body works. I still believe in that calling. That's why my big vision is the museum, having a human body master museum where people can come for free and they can take a tour and they can see how their body works and it's all funded. I mean, I have big visions. So for, like I said, so for me, you know, maybe some of my smaller visions, like making sure I exercise. Well, I do exercise almost every day and I'm in my sauna three times a week and I drink my my water. So, but it took it took time to develop those patterns of just believing. And maybe it's because um, I didn't always believe in myself. And so just as i've started believing heavier and and i think the more you accomplish something the more you believe you can accomplish mm-hmm. something so when we raised our children we had a vision board and we had we actually, for the last many years, we've had this little prayer door where we would put things we wanted to pray for, things we wanted to remember in our meditation on this door. And we would we would concentrate on those things. And like every single thing that we put on that door literally happened. And I have an entire presentation on you did vision with,
0: boards. Like your husband and your kids? Yeah,
1: or? yeah. And so we'd just we'd just think about those things and we even prayed for it. And one little boy, I love my favorite stories, this little boy who didn't get good grades in school and little Lily at that point was in middle school I cool. And she's like, Mom, we just did pray for this kid because my, this my my little friend. He can never get good grades. And so we started praying for him. He had a really hard life at home, come to find out. Anyhow, and like years went by. We hadn't heard anything. Well, he had moved away. Well, he moved back. And in high school, she saw him registering during one of the last years in high school. And she went to give him a hug. He's like, well, I came back. We moved back in the area. And I've been getting the best grades ever. I don't know what happened in middle school, but something happened. And I've been able to change my life. And she just came home. And we were like, oh, my goodness. You know, how do you tell them? because we prayed for you every day for like eight months, you know, <laughs> yeah. this little boy we never knew. But it's just when you put energy into something. Of course, I speak on,
0: yeah. you know, well, what like my,
1: affirmations and, yeah. and belief systems. Well, but. one of
0: my favorite parts of attending your classes is they're very interactive in your retreats um, is uh, they're very interactive. And I've been in the room where you have had people come up while you're presenting and, uh, You will just talk through their belief system with them um, in terms of uh, not like religious beliefs, but beliefs about themselves and their ability to change and their health. And it's so interesting to notice, too, when they're in an environment of other people that believe in them, it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier for them to believe in themselves. And you've had women stand up there that have been in abusive relationships for years, and you've asked everyone in the room to have the thought, like, I believe you have the strength to get out of this relationship and to change. And mm-hmm. you've had, you've asked everyone in the room to have this belief and like think it and send her. Like as much support as they possibly can, even with just the energy that they're giving off. I mean, we all, we're all energetic beings. We all respond to electricity. We, we respond to emotions and we emote vibes. Like, it's like, oh, I like your vibe. It's like, okay, that person actually has a good vibe. Mm-hmm. We all know when someone has a bad vibe because it sucks energy out of you. <laughs> so I love it because you'll have people come up and we'll think these like good thoughts and send it to them. And you will get emails like a couple weeks later <laughs> or a month later or a year later saying, I went home and Everything changed, yep. and, and like it just changes something like energetically in their life. Well, it's cell context.
1: So if someone sits down and writes all their New Year's goals, okay, I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but then they don't change the context that they're in. It's never going to change. So, so cell context is taking that cell and putting it into a different petri dish and changing the food and the environment. So sometimes we aren't going to be able to accomplish our goals if everybody around us isn't mm-hmm. trying to improve as well. You, when I was writing my book. Um, I remember I was in downward dog in a yoga pose and I had this incredible revelation come and it was cancer is not just inside of you, it's sitting next to you. It's like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Cancer isn't just sitting in, in our bodies growing. It's who we hang out with. It's what our environment is. Are we engulfed in EMFs? Are we engulfed in negativity? Are we engulfed with people that are angry? Like we have to look at our whole environment as well because that affects our health. And maybe for this belief and these setting goals, we have to actually look for one of the number one goals is maybe looking to change our cell context of our person. Like yeah. maybe change the family room around, maybe change your living room, maybe change your, make a meditation area. Mm-hmm. and then find some new friends to hang out with find a new meetup group find a new a new culture to become part of yeah. that will
0: help you so, so you're drawing the analogy that the same way when we change the environment our cells are in through changing you know our food and the energy exposure and even our thoughts the same way that our cells change, we change too when we change our environment Absolutely. and the people we're in. Yeah. So I just want to throw out there, if you would like, um, I mean, these retreats are phenomenal. We have medical doctors come, master herbalists come, um, yoga teachers, and like the broadest spectrum of health professionals you can imagine. So definitely also check out where our retreats
1: are. Those retreats are awesome. I can't speak enough of them. Okay, so... Amy, why don't you share with us some of the ways people can set goals and accomplish them? What are some of the things that you like focusing on? Because we talk about displacement theory.
0: Yes. Awesome.
1: So here we go.
0: The first thing I want to mention is that um, there have been several studies that suggest that humans can only change their behavior about 7% at a time. So if you have like a whole ton of habits and... Like, let's say I want to change, like, five of my habits. Like, I want to go from not exercising at all to exercising five times a week. And I want to go from eating mostly cooked, processed food to eating a super high in vegetable and raw food, energetic diet. And I want to go from being a bad communicator to a good communicator. And I want to do this all at once. I'm kind of setting myself (laughs) up for a roller coaster if I just think it's an all or nothing, an all or nothing thing. The super cool part is that humans do change. We can make 180 degree changes, but that usually happens only about 7 degrees at a time. So, um, or 7% at a time. So a lot of this is about being patient and making your goals long-term adaptable goals. We're not looking for any like six-week, shred-it-all just do keto diet like for X amount of weeks till you lose all the weight and then be done with it. We're looking for, you know, long-term sustainable goals and being patient with yourself while you change 7% at a time is a huge part of that. The biggest mistake I see when people are setting their goals is they will make a list of no's. It'll be no sugar, no carbs, um, no processed food, no snacks, Like no snacks in between meals, no eating after 8 p.m. at night. And I'm like getting anxiety just looking at their list. I'm like, I have anxiety for you just looking at this list because um, it's a bunch of no's. I was like, let's turn every one of these no's into a yes. Let's turn it into, yes, I want to have a green smoothie for breakfast at least a few times a week. Or yes, I want to change my water. I want to install a water filtration system in my house, and I want to start drinking, you know, eight bottles of water, like eight um, water bottles full of water a day. And yes, I don't care what I'm eating for dinner. I'm going to include a salad. And just including all of these more positive things because the truth is, your body's only going to hold so many calories in a day. And if you start replacing them with healthy food, you're going to stop craving the unhealthy food. I don't need snacks between my meals because I eat such nutrient dense meals that A, um, I'm not feeding unhealthy gut bacteria that's making me crave carbohydrates all day long, but also it's filled with fiber and nutrients. So I get done eating and I'm full for hours. And if I do want a snack, I know what my healthy options are. I can have some, you know, sprouted, dehydrated walnuts. I can have some apples and homemade almond butter. Um, there's a wide variety of little snacky things I can have in between but so much of healthy behavior change is incorporating the good things and it will naturally displace and naturally push out the
1: bad things would Excellent. you would you agree with that oh 100% Yep, 100%. Because and most people don't even know that they have a little organ at the base of the brain called an apostat. Apostat! Oh, okay. And so the, I never sang about the apostat before. I wrote a song about it. About so. the apostat. You did not really. Oh,
0: apostat. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow. Okay, so the apostat controls... The control you,
1: system. The apostat controls the appetite. You make me hungry. Okay. Because it's literally... It's li- you are so weird. I love you. <laughs> um, but the apostat literally measures how many nutrients are in your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And so... So when the appetite is measuring how many nutrients from the bloodstream, if you got a lot of them, boom, you're not hungry anymore. Mm-hmm. And it shuts off your appetite. And it's getting that appetite balanced again. Yeah, that I mean, it's going to make the difference. Raise your
0: hand. I don't care if you're driving a truck or sitting in your kitchen right now. Raise your hand if you've ever eaten a big meal. Right. And then an hour later, you're hungry. That's like right. you eat like a Big Mac. That's right. and oh, then, Both hands
1: went up in the studio audience. All right. <laughs> I like
0: to see the participation. But you eat a meal and then you're hungry like an hour later. Yep. And you're like, what the heck? I just ate like a thousand calories. How is this possible? And this happened to me all the time um, when I was a freshman and in some of my younger years. But uh, I realized exactly what you're saying is the nutrient content of our food has so much to do with how hungry we are. And when when I switched to a more plant-based diet that was just packed in minerals and nutrient rich food, okay, yes, it was more expensive. And guess what? I now am not paying for extra clothes, extra makeup, extra lotions, extra medical bills, and all the extra things, extra energy boosting um, beverages, um, extra supplements, extra X, Y, and Z because I'm unhappy with my health. You know, it's like you Absolutely. make, if you make the investment in having nutrient rich food that you like, okay, pay the extra money if it's going to give you all those nutrient meals
1: that you're excited to eat because it's going to save you money in almost every other category of your life. And weight loss is one of the number one goals that people set, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning of the new year, probably because they feel guilty of what they just ate the last three weeks, you know. Or but, or you know. you're like
0: me and you're like, wow, my body figure did not change at all in the past year <laughs> or, it got, or it got a little worse.
1: <laughs> you look amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who are listening to the radio show, um, I have many podcasts on losing weight and on on mineral consumption and gut microbiome. So just check out our website and that'll get you over to where all of our podcasts um and our audibles are are stored, so you can you can enjoy more uh, from both Amy and myself.
0: I just want to emphasize how important it is to have a community of people that believe the same things you believe, in terms of health, because it's hard to feel like the only one in your family or the only one in your apartment or the only one in your neighborhood or wherever it is that believes this stuff that believes all every
1: ingredient in your food matters or that believes, you know, you can reverse diseases. And that goes for any goal you're setting this new year. Mm-hmm. If you wanna work out more, or you're gonna to go to a gym, right? You're gonna to go to a gym to work out more. Most people do. Well Okay, if you're going, you're surrounding yourself with those people. If you want to eat better, well, for Pete's sake, find a group of people that eats better. You mm-hmm. know, start start a club or join you know something that's already existing. So surround yourself with those people who believe the same things you're believing, mm-hmm. and it'll become a lot easier to achieve your goals.
0: Yeah, and I just want to mention that too because that is the community we strive to create here at i2h2e at the international institute of holistic health and education is a whole community of people that believe in you because we've seen it happen in our lives we've seen it happen in other people's lives and uh, whether you just subscribe to our weekly email list or whether you dive in and become a certified therapeutic nutritional counselor or you want to take a um our program originally called dr mom dr dad which is now the human body master guide doesn't matter what program you want. We just promise that we're gonna be here to back you up on your health goals and to provide you with unbiased health information that we have seen change thousands and thousands of lives. So, Worldwide. Yeah. So hop on. Definitely. Um, like she's she mentioned, if you go onto the websites and
1: check out the programs, the code is I am ready. I was told I am ready has to do with Spongebob. I'm kind of out on that. So
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, it's okay. You uh, you probably didn't let
1: your kids watch a lot of television growing up, or else you would have heard it more often. Oh, well, oh, well. My son loves SpongeBob, by the way. Not that I read any books that had SpongeBob in them. It's a, te- it's a television show, but... Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we are so... There's probably books about it. <laughs> All right, so... I am so glad you joined us today on Mastering Your Body because it is something that you can control of. You're, you can take control of. Our cells, our health, our environment, they're in our hands. And as much as we can influence it, we want to influence it for better and and to be to become better. And
0: mastering your body starts with mastering your mind. It starts with mastering your mentality and your mm-hmm. mindset. And uh, And like you said, changing those belief systems to know this is possible. And for me, it started with, mastering my body started with, providing my mind with the education it needed to change my willpower to change my preferences Mm -hmm. so we're here to provide that for you because it's it's a hard walk to
1: it's a hard path to walk without it there you go you've got it it's been great being with you and helping you become the master of your body have a great day everybody Hey, thank you for joining us. I hope you
0: had as much fun as we did. If you would ever like to connect with us in person or live online for webinars, course certifications, events, conferences, parties, go ahead and check out our upcoming event schedule at www.holistichealtheducators.com. We would love to connect with you. We also host weekly live question and answer sessions. Until then, have a spectacular day.